you have to do the work after the work so that you can honor the work before the work. I also feel that if you don't harvest, you continuously are striving for more without ever celebrating anything, which means that you're continuously feeding out of a jar that's empty. Hi, and welcome to episode number 114 of The Expansive, a podcast that is all about helping you to think more expansively, to be more expansive, to build more expansive businesses, and ultimately just to live an expansive life. My name is Eric Kruger, and as always, I'm joined by my ever-elegant, ever-expansive co-host, Mr. John Sane, who is now back in SA. John, welcome. Hello, hello, hello. Great to be here. Great to be back in Cape Town. Uh, awesome to be chatting to you, Eric. I have been mesmerized and so excited about your social media sharing. If you, if all our listeners don't follow Eric on social media, make sure you follow me first and then Eric. But if you do follow <laughs> Eric, you'll see that he's been incredibly busy visiting pretty much every radio station, newspaper, TV. I mean, you have just been everywhere, Eric. It's just so awesome to see. I know how much you've planned to do this. I mean, uh, we all know it took you 14 years to get the book out. And now that it's out, it's just, you're everywhere. You've now hit the bestseller list. I mean, it's just fantastic to watch. Congratulations. Tell us what it's like. Tell us how it feels. To give a little bit of a brief of what's going on in that world with you. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for that. Um, it is a... Uh, a deeply appreciated compliment coming from you because you've done this quite a few times. And <laughs> uh, so it's great to hear from you that, uh, that the work I'm doing is worthy, that it makes me feel mm. good. Thank you for that. Oh, um, so yeah, it's been a crazy week. We launched, the book has been out for about three weeks, but we launched it like officially last week because of April just being a, a complete write-off of a month. And I've just been like on this hectic media tour. So like waking up in the morning, right? television somewhere, then radio, then driving for another radio interview, then to another like a podcast interview and then zooming in between. So it's been, it's been really crazy. Um, but I've loved it because, you know, my previous book never got this attention. Like I never, I never put the intention or the attention on the book. I never pushed it this hard. I think I've done more for this book in one day than for all of the, the previous, yeah, uh, all, all my for, for the previous book. So yeah. it's been incredible. It's been challenging. Um, interviews are actually really draining. I don't know if you find that too, but you know, you do six or seven in a day and like you are wasted by the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. I think six and seven of anything in a day, you're going to be wasted Fair by enough. the end of it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's been really good. And then the book um, hit the bestseller list at Cape Town airport. I walked into exclusive books and I walk in and I'm like a bit deflated because you know, like the first time you used to go look for your book in the wild, um, yeah. I walk in and like usually it'll be on that sort of initial display or the new books. And I walk in and I don't see it. I'm like, oh, geez, you know, like oh, I can't no. believe they don't stock it here. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I walk around the corner to the nonfiction side and there's like, it's on the list, number five. And I'm like, I oh go to the lady, I'm like, what, what list is it? She's like, no, that's the bestseller list. I'm like, oh, awesome. Did, um, you, did you say that's my book? Yeah, I did. And then she just walked oh, away. <laughs> <laughs> what an anti-climax. She's like, okay, like, and she oh, just walks away. <laughs> yeah. She's like, oh, another author checking on his own book. Yeah. 
<laughs> talk about a reality check. In your uh, world, it's like uh, fireworks inside your head. She's like, whatever. I, I got to go do cash up. <laughs> uh, and then finally, it hit the uh, the bestsellers on the Exclusive Books website as well as uh, top non-fiction or non-business uh, bestseller in the country. So, yeah, it's been a really, really good week. Wonderful, man. It's yeah, really thank great. You. I mean, uh, I, thank yeah, you. it's really, really great to watch. And it's such a, uh, it's poignant because our theme today is all about planting, growing and harvesting. And, mm. um, you know, this concept of planting, growing and harvesting is something that was brought to my attention uh, with my coach, uh, who you also now using as a coach, a leader who's a superstar. And uh, she was explaining to me how often we don't take the time to harvest all the hard work that we've put into us, into our work, into whatever it may be, right? We're always in the process of planting and growing and not really harvesting. And I think in your last book, you did exactly that, right? You, you, you really worked hard on that book. You know, your first book, you, mm. you, you wrote all those daily emails for thousands, I don't know how many days you did it for, and uh, you never harvested. You know, you mm. never actually sat there and basked in the in the feedback, in the lives that you changed with that work. And so, this time that you are harvesting, uh, how is it feeling? How the, you like? How's how's the emotion of yeah. harvest feel for you? Well, you know, I sent you that voice note, and I said that I, I, what I've realized this time around is that um, you have to do the work after the work to honor the work that's come before the work, and. What that I love just that means line. Is, Do you want to say that again? Do you want to say that again? Because I yes, think that line so, is really powerful. Yeah. You, you have to do the work after the work so that you can honor the work before the work. And That's so good. So good. Yeah. I was just like, this is exactly what, what tends to happen. It's like you put in so much effort to get to a certain point. And like... And very often that is the creation part, right? Like whenever you're doing, mm. I mean, it, it goes across the creative process. Like if you're doing a, a book or a podcast or a product that you are selling or a service that you're selling, we can spend a lot of time like putting the stuff together, um, building out what the format's going to look like, getting the structure all set up. And you kind of enjoy that process. But then you never mm. get to the part where you're like, okay, let me go and tell the world about this. Let me promote mm. this as much as possible. Let me... Uh, get to see what people's reactions are to this product or the mm. service or whatever this thing is. And so I've realized that uh, I think it's such an important thing for us to engage with mm. that we don't just mm. stop after we, we are done with the creative process. Um, I think about this in terms of YouTube and those things often as well. Like you love creating the video and then you put it out into the world and you spend no time promoting that. And like the promotion part is actually you saying, I love what I've created here. On the one mm. hand, on the other hand, going, and I think this will benefit you. I think if you go and spend some time with this, it'll help you because that's why I created it in the first place is to help you. So let me connect the two, you know? Do you think, do you think the, the, the lack of, um, <clears throat> the lack of harvesting your own work is reflected in how other people harvest your work? So when, when you are arbitrary about marketing something that you've done or proud about something you've done or not giving the kudos to the work that you've done, that's how people react to it because that's mm. how you've put it out there. What's that saying? It says um, you tell the world how to treat you by the way you treat yourself. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so do you, think, do you think that sort of promotion of it? Because I think also promoting something also – 
you know, there's definitely a generation of people that were told by their parents not to be show-offs. They're like, mm. don't think you're too clever. Sit down here. Don't speak too loudly. Fit into the machine. Don't stick out of the machine. And, and, and it's that sort of ideology that's creeped into our idea of marketing ourselves, you know? And I know other people in our field that don't like to market themselves because they've got the stigma attached to them. And then so the world out there also doesn't market you. But then you have other people that are verbose about what they do. And in mm. that verboseness, people are like, oh, wow, okay, this must be something serious or something really that they're proud of. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I think you're so spot on with that. And going back to the first book again, I think that's partly what happened as well is that um, I, I don't think there was a pride for me in the book as much as I have mm. this time. And so therefore mm. the way I marketed it was like, mm. I'm, I'm kind of shy and I kind of embarrassed by this and therefore yeah. I don't promote it as much. And therefore yeah. like the world just gives it back to you. Yeah. Um, something I, I, I definitely think that people need to shift in terms of their thinking about promotion is that it's not about you. You're like, we get this wrong all the time. What, what people who are, and, you know, my mom, um, she falls into this trap quite often because so she she's a psychologist. She's never thought about like building a personal brand or any of those things. And whenever she does anything that is like, um, you know, when I've pushed it to say like, you know, create this kind of content or do this kind of thing. She's always so like shy about it. It's like she mm. she doesn't want the attention on her. But what she doesn't realize is that the attention isn't on you. It's really not about you. It's about the people connecting to what you are saying. And so when I was promoting Dangerous over the past week, I had a very clear intention and a very clear shift that this is not about promoting a book or an idea. Mm. It's about mm. solving a problem for other people. Mm. And the problem that I'm solving for them is that they are stuck in survival mode. People have been through a hell of a two years. And we want to know how do we shift how we think, feel, and act so we can escape survival mode, so we can be more formidable, so we can live the kind of mm -hmm. lives that we want to live. And so every interview I went into, that was my pure intention. It was like, it's not about me in this moment. It's not about the book even in this moment. It's about how can I help you think about this problem that you are facing and tell you that the book is going to be something that guides you through that process. Mm, yeah, that's a wonderfully wise way of going about doing it. So yeah, I think, you know, again, just speaking about your mom, it's that generation, right? Mm. It's talking about that generation and how it creeps that sort of thing in. You know, I, I, um, I also feel that if you don't harvest, you continuously are striving for more without ever celebrating anything, which means that you're continuously feeding out of a jar that's empty. Mm. And in the harvesting mm. process, just the concept of harvest is actually picking the fruit that you've been planting and growing and nurturing all this time and just sitting in that. And, you know, often, um, you know, like I haven't been on stage for six weeks now and craving being back on stage. And, and obviously being a speaker, you, you, you enjoy that energy that you get back from the room. And I can't wait to get back on stage and actually apply this principle of harvesting, sitting mm. there and enjoying that feedback, truly enjoying it rather than going, okay, well, yeah, I got a good, uh, got a good reception or whatever the case may be and not being blase about it, being more respectful to it, you know? Okay, um, but I, I remember actually, uh, this might actually be like two years ago by now that we actually mm. did a podcast all about receiving. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. 
We obviously and didn't then, learn much from it because now here we are again doing one. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we repeat our patterns, don't we? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I think many people, you know, don't like to get compliments. You know, like you mm. say to somebody, you look really great. Oh, no, just put this together quickly. Or, you know, um, your body's looking great. You're like, no, no, I still have to lose more weight. Mm. Or, you know, your hair looks great. Oh, do you really think so? I think it's too short. Yeah. It's like, like, guy, uh, yeah, just take the compliments. Like, yeah, it's really good. Like, sit with it and like enjoy it and and savor it almost, you know. But you know, mm. I want I want to say I want to say two things around this concept. Um, one of my teachers that I listened to many years ago, he said, he said, if you judge your past or you haven't forgiven yourself for your past, you're invalidating your past. And if you think about how quantum science talks about time. There is no time. There's only forever now, which means that if you invalidate your past, you invalidate your presence, which means you invalidate your future. And so this lack of harvesting and experiencing the joy you've created for other people or the gratitude you get from other people really fuels you for your future because you're, you're, being, you're being respectful and elegant of the effort that you've put in. And so the validation of the work that we do and, and being appreciated is really important for where we're going. Not forget about where you've been, just where you're going, in fact, mm. right? And the second thing is, you know, harvesting is just another word for gratitude. Actually, mm. it's just another word for gratitude. It's like, am I grateful for the effort I've put in? Is that being reflected out into the world? That world is coming back to me and telling me, thank you so much for doing X, Y, and Z. You know, it really helped me here or it really changed that here. Whether, whether it's a marketing campaign you've put together, a sales process you put together, written a book, uh, the way you dress, the effort that you've put in, whatever the case may be, you know, accepting a compliment, receiving it with grace and being elegant in the validation of the work that you've done really closes the loop of somebody that is respectful of themselves. And, you know, this has been a very big theme for me because, you know, so living in Dubai, right. Um, and, and I'd love to say to you that nobody compares themselves. I don't compare myself to anybody because I'm Gandhi and beyond the consciousness mm. and rubbish. We all do. I like, I wish I didn't, but I do. And then I'm, I'm sitting there. And, and the reason I've gone to Dubai is obviously to push myself ahead. Right. And to, and to be better than I was so that I can grow. But then you get there and you're a newbie in this new city and you're a, you're a peasant. <laughs> Because you, you, you don't know anybody. <laughs> yeah, you don't I mean, know, like, you only like drive a Salat. Ferrari. Like, what are you? Like, only have yeah. one Ferrari in Dubai. Yeah, only now. one like, Ferrari. What, what's like, something like peasant. Yeah, what, yeah. yeah peasant. So, exactly. So, it's like really recalibrating yourself into this new world, and and the lack of contentment I have been seep. It's been seeping through in all my world because I've been comparing myself. And you know, my coach was. This is where the the message came. Was like you're actually not harvesting any of the effort that you put in there. Do you realize how much effort you've put in to just get there? Like hmm. just to get to the starting line of this new game, you've had to put a incredible amount of energy and effort into just breaking through the ceiling of this market in South Africa into the next market, into the global market. And now you start from scratch because that's how it works, right? You, you hmm. finish stage, a state, you know, you're a gamer you finish one you stage, you're at the, you know, you're winning, you've got all the skins and guns and whatever it is, and you get to the next stage, okay, start again. Mm. And so harvesting is just such a, 
Uh, it's just a, a theme that I think we want all our listeners to think about and, and, and to practice. And what you're doing right now with your book and how well it's doing, it's just such a reflection point of you being okay with receiving all this grace, uh, graceful harvest, you know? Mm. But, you know, um, when we had the conversation, because we actually spoke about this but earlier in the week as well, um, it really made me think of how we, in general, like you receive a lot of feedback about your work, both positive and negative. But like, let's let's look at the podcast, for example. Like we receive mm. a good of good amount of feedback about the podcast, right? Like in mm. our personal capacities, whether we're out at a party and someone comes and speaks to you or whether we're mm. getting a, a formal podcast review, which we love, by the way. And if you haven't yet reviewed the podcast, <laughs> now would be a segway, great, segway, a great opportunity to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Please subscribe. Give us five stars. Give us a comment. Thank you very much. Back to the podcast. Um, yeah. um, like all of those things, it's so easy to, in the rush of your busy, productive day, to see that come in and you go, awesome, another one. And you just carry on. Instead yeah. of internalizing that, that actually, yeah. you know, it took someone to like log into their computer to go and write the review uh, to yeah. use language in a meaningful way that, you know, they wanted to convey something special to them, to you. Yeah. And like, yeah. it can't just be, I actually think it's also, it's, we've been saying it's disrespectful to us, but it's also disrespectful to other people not to yeah. honor the thank you yeah. and the, that's amazing. And the, uh, you I know, agree. it has had an impact in my life. Yeah. I, I remember when I was doing better man, yeah. every single email that I received from someone that said, thank you. Or, mm. you know, this made my day or this is exactly what I needed to hear. I saved mm. all of them. And yeah. at some point I had more than a thousand of those emails in my inbox. Wow. All saved. Wow. wow. And I remember that there were some days because, you know, this journey can be tough. Um, and there were some mm. days where I would go back and like just knowing that I can go back to this folder and read through all of that actually made me feel quite inspired, inspired and motivated to carry on when, when it was a bit tougher to get through the days. So I do think we need to um, think about the respect as well then for others that if they spend the time to give that energy to you, honor that energy as well. Yeah. And you know, just before we came on air, you weren't accepting the credit. <laughs> it's a practice. It's a practice. <laughs> and for the listeners, you weren't with us just before we started this podcast. Eric and I were having a chat and he was like, I don't know, rambling off about something. I was like, Eric, stop that. He's like, oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay. So, you know, it is a practice yeah, and a we do fall short. It yeah. is a continuous practice. Yeah. We often, we often think we should record the pre-discussion because a lot comes out in the pre-discussion before the podcast. All but the look, insecurities one of, one of, come out before then yeah, and then all, like in the, yeah. all the confidence yeah. comes out. In the, in the. Yeah. You've got to, you've got to get release all the, uh, the, the lack of confidence before the podcast starts. Like we're still human, right? So we're still, we're still uh, trapped in some sort of old archaic type of thinking. <laughs> but just uh, just to close off on this, you know, I um, I am going to bask in the joy and the harvest of the energy of receiving an email from Dr. Joe Dispenza accepting me into yes, the five day training. Yes, um, for well done. Training well for done. Mm. thank you very much. Yeah, really, really excited. You know, I get to spend five days with Joe, Dr. Joe's inner circle, 
And uh, the last two days, Dr. Joe actually comes and trains all of us, you know, uh, and there's like a very small group. So it's really going to be great spending time with him, learning from him. And, you know, the last time I felt this excited about doing a course this big was when I went to Singularity University, you know, and, and I met the CEO of Gucci. I met the CEO of the Russian telecoms uh, um, organization, which I've just had lunch with in Dubai just a couple of days ago. Um, I met the CEO of uh, Accenture. So it was such mm. a big sort of deal for me, you know, that going to Singularity and it changed my life dramatically. And I feel the same sense of harvest. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Coming to the point with Dr. Joe and, and going to Mexico to spend some time with with that sort of depth of wisdom and knowledge that he has. So if you are following me on social media, look out for those videos because I'm sure they'll be coming through as soon as that inspiration hits me from going through that training with him and his people. And uh, yeah, that's my yeah, and we'll, piece we'll of We'll definitely do a podcast celebration. about that as well. That's going to be amazing. Yes, of course. Yeah. Yes, of course. Um, of course. I really thought you were going to say that the, the last time you were so excited about a course was when you attended Think Week, but I'm going to let that slide for today. Because uh, I can Think see what? where you're. When was that? Hang on a second. Think what? What's no, no, of course. You, know, you taught me how to run masterclasses, Eric. Uh, Think Week was good. It taught me a lot. But I, I, I was, I was more watching how you were running the course than I was actually listening to the course. The course was good itself, but I was doing it for a different reason. I yeah, I mean, it. it's always good to watch a master play. I, I totally yes, like. Yes, yes. And, and masters the, always call themselves the skill, masters. You know? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to you know. know I like say this. this. You got to. <laughs> you know when when when. Often when people are, you know, there's, there's this thing. People keep saying, I'm an old soul. And I often think, do old souls say they're old souls or other people call them old souls? Mm. And then I saw some people on LinkedIn, they call themselves visionary leaders. I'm like, can you call yourself a visionary leader? I don't know if you can. I don't know. Like, is it is it right to? Is it, is it, shouldn't somebody else be calling you visionary? So yeah, you know, calling yourself a master. Yeah, I think it's yeah good for you, well, bro. If you think you're a master, yes, you are. There. Yes, you are. Good for you. Well, you we'll own it on that note because I like I don't know what to come back with. So. <laughs> John, as always, a pleasure. And uh, for everyone joining today, thank you for joining the show. We hope that you've had a good time with us. Um, as always, we would love to hear from you. Like we were just saying, um, we really appreciate your feedback. We love hearing from you. Um, so if you want to do that, you can either join us on many of our social media channels where we are most active as Instagram or leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes. Uh, you can also, by the way, if you haven't deduced from this, book myself or John or the both of us to speak at your event. Uh, you can do that by visiting the Expansive website at theexpansive.com. Until next week, have a very expansive week. And until then, John, goodbye. Ciao. See you soon.